1: Each week, our program addresses the problems we are facing in our country, as well as thought-provoking and effective libertarian solutions. This could change the way you see opportunities in your life and your children's lives as well. Now, here is Judge Jim Gray.
2: Well, hello again and welcome wherever you are in this great country of ours or around the world. This is Judge Jim Gray, as you heard, on the Voice America Variety Channel. And I'm always, again, excited to be with you for another edition of All Rise, as you will discover by spending time with us, we really roll up our sleeves and get into issues of our day. And boy, do we have an issue today. We all need to learn more about each other, about what our religious beliefs are, and political beliefs as well. There, There is nothing that should not be able to be discussed by good people. And so today, we're going to get into the the, the Holdings of Islam, uh, it's a great religion of the world, and we have somebody here that is Dr. Musmel Siddiqui, that's S-I-D-D-I-Q-I, who is just an enormously well-regarded scholar, a man of, of peace, man of God. Uh, and he has all the credentials. Uh, Dr. Siddiqui, I, I've become friends with, and he's just one of those mainstays of our society to to bring peace and understanding into the world. And I think that after you listen to this, this wonderful man for a while, uh, you're going to feel the same way. There's, there's a great deal of lack of understanding or misunderstanding about the re- great religion of Islam. In fact, I'll go so far as to say that after 911 or sometimes thereafter we've had a lot of people just equate muslims with being terrorists which is just an outrage just not what we what we not anything that, that any reasonable person would would equate such that i actually believe that one of the biggest civil issues civil rights issues of our day is how we treat Muslims in America. So let's sit back and listen to Dr. Musmail Siddiqui, who was born in 1943 in India. As I say, he has all the credentials. He graduated from the Islamic University of Medina in Saudi Arabia. 1965 got a higher degree in Arabic and Islamic studies. Got his master's in theology at Birmingham University in England. I told you he has all the credentials. A Ph.D. in comparative religion at uh, Hayward. He was the chair of the Religious Affairs Center of the Muslim Students in the United States and Canada, a director of the Islamic Center at Washington, D.C. He had two terms of president as the Islamic Society of North America. Once again, I've just begun this. He is a founding member of the Mosques of America in the United States, 1981 the Director of Islamic Studies of Orange County, and is an adjunct professor of Islamic Studies at Chapman University. He's also one of our authors. And we have what we call Project Understanding, which brings together the numbers of scholars, of of religious studies around the world, of philosophies, and we have them writing essays about the the comparable issues, the commonalities among the world's religions and philosophies. And he is one of our authors. Go to our Project Understanding. You can see it at project, that's P-R-O hyphen J-E-C-T, understanding, all one word, dot com, about the project, and look at these these writings. You'll, you'll learn a lot, I certainly have, but we'll talk a little bit about that. So once again, this man is a scholar, a man of God, soft-spoken, as much credibility as anyone I know, knowledgeable and practical. So you have a lot to live up to in this hour to come, Dr. Siddiqui, but good morning and thank you for being with us. Welcome.
3: For your uh, wonderful introduction, I appreciate that very much. Uh, I appreciate your work especially the work of the project uh, that brings uh, people of different faiths together for common understanding, good relations. I've been involved with the Interfaith Dialogue uh, for a long time uh, with uh, Christians, with Jews, with the people of many faiths, participated in the World Council of Churches programs. Uh, in Vatican, I was invited several times, met uh, uh, three popes uh, at uh, different occasions, uh, and uh, I appreciate very much our relationship, and I would like to see better relations between Muslims, Christians, Muslims, Jews, people of all faiths. And uh, that's what Islam stands for. Um, well, my my work here in Orange County, I mean, for the last 38 years I've been here in Orange County, I've been involved in the Islamic Society of Orange County, as well as the... Um, the various mosques, we have a Shura council, the council of mosques of uh, Southern California. So we have been working um, on, on different levels, on the level of inter, intra-faith and interfaith, both <laughs> that is within among Muslims as well as Muslims and people of other faiths as well.
2: Well, indeed. I'm a, I'm a Bruin, Dr. Siddiqui. I went to UCLA and I'm an enthusiast. And the UCLA basketball coach, Johnny Wooden, is also kind of a philosopher on his own. And he once said yeah. that ignorance builds walls between us. Ignorance builds yeah. walls between us. And he's simply right that there's so much ignorance, lack of understanding in the world today uh, as to the various uh, commonalities among the world's religions. Let, Give us a little bit more about your background uh, as to your schooling, your past activities, and just let us meet a little bit more about Dr. Siddiqui.
3: Well, I, you mentioned that I grew up in India. I had my early education there. And then after I finished my uh, high school and uh, undergraduate studies, I became much more involved in the Islamic studies. So I studied in the city of Lucknow in a seminary in Arabic and Islamic studies. Then I went for further studies to Medina, the city of the prophet in Saudi Arabia, one of the most important centers of Islam, Mecca and Medina. So I, was, I spent four years in Medina studying Islam um, uh, at a higher level. And then, after that, I wanted to pursue my studies uh, in uh, in the Western world, so I went to England and was uh, i applied several places and got admitted in Birmingham University. I studied theology and did my master's in theology I studied western theology western philosophy as well as islamic studies and I was very much interested. In mysticism, uh, Sufism, we call it in in Islam. So I did the study of Sufis. And then uh, because of my relation with uh, Christians and people of other faith in England, I wanted to pursue interfaith studies. And I was admitted at Harvard. Uh, so I came to Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1969 and uh, did my PhD uh, at Harvard University. It's a long program. It took about five years to, to do that. And after that, I uh, was uh, at the United Nations, working uh, with one of the NGOs um, and helping uh, people to understand Islam and Muslims. And uh, I used to go regularly to the United Nations and speak there. Uh, to the Muslim uh, representatives of various countries and participate with them. And uh, then after that, I was uh, invited to become the director of Islamic Center of Washington, which is one of the main Islamic centers, old Islamic centers there. Uh, I spent some time at the Islamic Center of Washington. And uh, then... uh, uh, it is God's uh, will that I came to California, and I liked it. <laughs> so uh, since 1981, I'm here. I'm wow. the head of the Islamic Society of Foreign Countries, one of the oldest and the largest Islamic organizations in this area. Uh, we have a school, we have mosque, uh, we have uh, our work with the interfaith community, our city and the county, and all of this. Uh, So we are involved in social services, in interfaith work, in the community work, all of these things we are doing here. And I teach also at Chapman University. I have taught at Cal State Fullerton and Cal State Long Beach. Uh, I'm involved with the Academy for Judaic, Christian, and Islamic Studies uh, at UCLA. Uh, where uh, our three faith uh, leaders sit together and talk. And uh, we have courses that we have developed on Abrahamic connections, that what are the connections between Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. And uh, we have hold programs at different churches and temples and mosques, as well as universities and colleges. So this is uh, my humble work that I've been doing. And I hope that uh, this will bring us uh, closer and bring peace in the world. It is very, very sad that fanaticism, both on the religious level and the political level, is growing. There are fanatics in religion and there are fanatics in politics, unfortunately, nationalistic uh, uh, fanatics. Uh, What is important is that we should think of, uh, of ourselves as global citizens as people of the world not just uh, people in particular ours yes we should have our loyalty our commitment uh, our work for our own countries in which we live but at the same time we should be also caring for our neighbors because we are living in global village so it is important to be citizen of your own place as well as citizen of the world, just like it is good to be a faithful believer, faithful Muslim, and faithful Christian, faithful Jew, but at the same time, open to people of other faiths as well.
2: Indeed so. You know, when we, when I teach young lawyers, uh, I talk to them about whenever you put a witness on the stand and a jury is listening, you want to ask them three questions. The first is, who are you? The second is, how are you in a position to be able to know something that will help me make decisions? And then the third one is, okay, what do you know? So all of our listeners have now heard an answer to the first two questions. This man has a great deal of credibility. This man has a great deal of knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and activity. So with that, I'll get to the third question, Dr. Siddiqui. Re- regretfully, most non-Muslims in our country really do know very little about the faith of Islam. So can you kind of fill in the gaps for us where I'm sitting here taking notes while you were while you're talking, sitting at your feet, mm-hmm. but just tell us the principles of Islam, uh, not, not in great depth, but so we all can understand that religion of Islam a great deal better. Please.
3: Well, it's important important to understand that Islam comes from the word salam, or that Hebrew word shalom. That means peace. Islam means coming into peace. Peace with God, peace with yourself, peace with your neighbors. That's the emphasis in Islam. It is the religion that takes its name from this principle, uh, this is, uh, in, in Islam, we believe that the whole world, uh, the whole universe submits to God. And uh, in, uh, human beings are free to submit or not to submit, but they should submit to God also. So Islam is the way of submission, way of, uh, of obedience to God. We believe uh, that there is only one God for all human beings. In Arabic, we say Allah, but Allah is not a special God of Muslims. Allah is the same that you say in the Hebrew language, Elohim, or in Aramaic, Eloh. So Allah, Eloh, and Elohim, they are cognates because Arabic language is similar to the Hebrew language and Aramaic language. So there is only one God. We say Allah in the Quran and God in English. And other words are in other languages. Uh, emphasis in Islam is that there is only one universal God for all human beings. And we believe also in the prophets of God, many prophets, uh, from uh, Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus. Muslims believe in Jesus as a great prophet of God. We believe in his uh, virgin birth. We believe, uh, we honor his mother very much, Mary, a highly honored and respected uh, lady. And also we believe in the miracles of Jesus. We believe in the gospel of Jesus. And we believe in the second coming of Jesus. Uh, We also believe that Prophet Muhammad, who came about 600 years after Jesus, uh, preached the message of all the prophets of God. So Prophet Muhammad did not introduce a new religion. Actually, it is the same age-old religion that was being presented by various prophets in different lands and different times. Uh, the emphasis the Prophet gave is that they believe in God, believe in his prophets, and live a responsible life. Because human beings are created by God and they are the, the noblest creation of God. And they should behave that way And um, this life is temporary. We are here on this earth for 80 years, 90 years, 100 years, but we are all going to die. Every individual is going to die. But death is not the end. There will be another life beyond this life, and that will will come the eternal life, we believe. We believe in resurrection. We believe in giving the account of our life to God. So God is, uh, we are all going to stand before God and answer about our life, how we lived our life. And Islam emphasizes that live your righteous life in a responsible way. If you live in a responsible way, then you will end up in the eternal bliss, which is called paradise. And if not, then there will be also bad consequences, and that is the hellfire. So there is belief in heaven and hell, Islam emphasizes life of worship very much. Uh, prayers five times a day. Every Muslim, male or female, young or old, uh, once they will come to the age of uh, maturity, adulthood, they are supposed to pray five times a day. Uh, early morning, noontime, afternoon, evening, at night. Uh, Islam emphasizes fasting. Fasting is to... Teach self control, self discipline, patience. So, once uh, every year, for one month, Muslims go through the experience of fasting every day from morning till evening. And we also have a belief in helping the poor and the needy. So, Islam emphasizes the acts of charity and kindness. Every Muslim who has money, who has enough, to take care of himself, his family, he should also uh, think about the poor and the needy and give some charity uh, for uh, for that purpose. Uh, the Islam has also has belief uh, in uh, uh, pilgrimage, uh, going to the holy place and visiting the center and uh, participating in some uh, prayers, some uh, devotions. So there is Hajj to Mecca. Mecca is a Kaaba, the the building that was built by Prophet Abraham more than 4,000 years ago. Uh, Muslims go and visit that because Muslims honor Prophet Abraham. And Islam is one of the Abrahamic religions, just like Judaism and Christianity. We believe that we are children of Abraham through faith. And uh, so, building that was built by Abraham that is visited by those who can afford it uh, once in their life. And that's how you have the annual pilgrimage that takes place. So, these are the known as five pillars of Islam um, de- declaration of faith, prayers, fasting, charity, and pilgrimage. Uh, Islam has uh, two main sources. Quran, that is the, our scripture, our holy book, and then also Prophet Muhammad's uh, sayings, his explanation of the message of the Quran, which is called Sunnah. The Quran and Sunnah, these are the two main sources. On the basis of that, we have our faith, our acts of worship, as well as our uh, laws and rules. The laws and rules in Islam are called Sharia. It is so unfortunate that some people have very misunderstanding about Sharia. Sharia is uh, how you pray, how you clean yourself, personal hygiene, what kind of food is permissible, what is not permissible, just like kosher law in Judaism, uh, about marriage and divorce and inheritance. Uh, These are the rules that uh, Islam gives. Uh, Certain food are allowed, certain foods are not allowed in Islam. And then there is a great area in Islam, which is really the focus of Islam, is the, person, is the ethics and morality. And ethics and morality are highly emphasized in Islam, that people should uh, live decent, clean, uh, good life, and also deal with each other and with their neighbors in the right way. So that is a summary of Islamic message. Uh, Muslims also of course are diverse uh, diverse uh, ethnically there is no one particular ethnic group that are Muslims, there is no one particular race that is Muslim people of various various races have accepted Islam and people of various nationality have accepted Islam there are about two billion Muslims in the world so it's, it's the second largest religion after Christianity uh, 2 billion Muslims in the world. Uh, some of them are Arabs, majority of them are non Arabs. Arabs are about 20%, and 80% Muslims are of other uh, races and colors and uh, nationalities. And uh, uh, there are Sunnis among Muslims, Shias among Muslims, so they have just like Protestants and Catholics. And just like uh, conservative and reform in Judaism and other religions have groups in a similar way. Uh, Muslims have uh, two major groups, Sunnis and Shiis, And most of the time, they have lived peacefully. But just uh, as other groups had conflict, political conflict, social conflict, economic conflict. Unfortunately, there are some conflicts among Sunnis and Shis uh, well,
0: that existed
3: at some time. And... Uh, we try to bring uh, harmony and and peace, and we at the Islamic Society of Orange County uh, serve both, Sunnis and Shis. So sometimes people call us Sushis. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's funny. That is is funny. Well, I wish, Dr. Siddiqui, I I really wish that that everyone in our country could have heard the last 10 minutes or so uh, of your description of Islam, and both philosophical as well as practical. Uh, I have been to several uh, sessions for care, for example, or, or some of your religious works, and mm-hmm. I've seen firsthand where people donate appreciable amounts of money, but like you say, it's anonymous, they don't, they don't yeah. stand up and take applause and oh, I'm so wonderful, uh, it's anonymous, and I think that that really is mm-hmm. a, a really important thing. You mentioned the fasting, I think that's what is called Ramadan, is that, that correct, that month?
3: Yeah. Yes, you
2: were with us last Ramadan. That
3: was, we appreciated very much your presence with us. We hold interfaith, uh, breaking of the fast
2: in the evening. Yes, (laughs) well, and and you had mentioned there are divisions and and like Protestants and Catholics, which is a really good uh, analogy, but tell us a little bit. I understand that the Prophet Muhammad, when he died and and left us, then his son, uh, should have taken over from from uh, the Prophet Muhammad, or it was, I don't know, his son-in-law, but one way or the other, you ended up with two, in effect, uh, facets of Islam. Tell us the difference, just briefly, between the Shia point of view, religious studies, and the Sunni.
3: Yes. Uh, Prophet Muhammad uh, did not have any son who survived. Uh, his son died uh, very young, so he had a daughter, and the daughter was married to Ali, so Ali was Prophet Muhammad's cousin as well as uh, his son in law uh, the uh, Shia uh, members of the Muslim community and they believed that uh, Ali had the right to become the successor to the prophet, and uh, he should have been the successor. Uh, the majority community Sunni believes that Prophet gave us teachings, did not give a specific the person's name who should succeed him. He gave he gave us guidance how to follow that, and so Sunni say that uh, people elected uh, one of his uh, Prophet's companions, Abu Bakr, as uh, the Caliph after the Prophet. And then uh, uh, elected another one called Umar, and then Usman, and then the fourth one was Ali. So Ali was elected as Caliph, but not as a number one. He was number four. So Ali is highly respected by Sunnis as well, but not considered as the immediate successor to the Prophet because the concept of succession in Islam, I mean, among the Sunnis, is based on the qualification, not on hereditary, and not on uh, you know that somebody's somebody's son. Uh, this is uh, the kingship, uh, which is uh, which exists among Muslims and some Muslim countries have kingship, but that's not really a the, the main principle of Islam, that's not something that is uh, that came from the very beginning. In the early s- s- centuries of Islam, uh, people did re- realize that it is not kingship, but it is more uh, acceptance of the person, the right person.
2: Well, Dr. Siddiqui, uh, when we come back from our break here, uh, I, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Shia and Sunni, because I understand... By and large, uh, Iran is Shia, and by and large, Saudi Arabia is Sunni, and they are at odds with each other. Maybe we can get a little understanding there. And then we're going to really launch into our project understanding, which does focus upon those commonalities among the religions of the world, and who better to discuss this issue than than you, Dr. Siddiqui, with your background. But I will say, from my lay standpoint, uh, talk about commonalities that the God of Abraham is, re- is worshiped by Muslims, by Jews, and by Christians, that they all trace I, their views yeah. to Abraham. <laughs> what more of a commonality could we have than that? But we'll get into more in a few minutes after we come back after these messages. Thank you, Dr. Mosmel Siddiqui, for being with us as our guest, and we'll come back with All Rise to further educate ourselves about the great religion of Islam after these words.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Libertarian Party is the third largest political party in the United States, and it's more successful than ever. We don't just talk the talk of individual liberty and free markets. We also walk the walk. Libertarian Party candidates are getting elected to office across the United States, and we are making a difference. Join the Libertarian Party today at LP.org. Together, we can move mountains.
1: You are listening to All Rise, The Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. To find out more about Judge Gray, visit JudgeJimGray.com. That's JudgeJimGray.com. Now, back to All Rise.
2: Well, welcome back. Again, this is Judge Jim Gray and his guest, Dr. Musmalt Siddiqui, uh, talking about the great religion of Islam and also getting into true fundamental commonalities that these religions have amongst themselves. But before we leave and go into the commonalities, I'm just a little perplexed, Dr. Siddiqui, that as I understand it, and I certainly could be wrong, uh, Iran, the country, is predominantly Shia, and Saudi Arabia is predominantly Sunni, and they're certainly at odds with each other in a lot of ways. Uh, Is it religious-based, or is it simply interests that are causing this friction? I mean, there
3: are religious differences. The majority of the people of Iran are Shia, and majority of the people of Saudi Arabia are Sunnis, but there are many Shia in Saudi Arabia, and uh, especially in the eastern region. Uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia were very close during the time of the Shah, even though they were Sunnis and Shia, but at the same time, uh, they had a political alliance with the Shah of Iran. After the revolution in 1979, uh, the regime that came, uh, they call it the Islamic Republic of Iran, um, there the clash started at that time, since 1979. And then uh, the Saddam Hussein, who was supported by Saudi Arabia and United States, uh, attacked Iran, and there was a fight for 10 years between Iraq and Iran. Uh, after that uh, came the Gulf War, where uh, the Saddam Hussein attacked Kuwait, and uh, the United States and other allies went together to defeat Saddam Hussein, expelling from there. Uh, I mean, that's all this... Uh, Sixty-nine. I mean, seventy-nine. You see, these clashes are going on, and uh, Soviets came in Afghanistan, and uh, other uh, issues that came. And then, of course, of course, the nine-eleven and attack on Iraq, and overthrow of Saddam Hussein, and uh, the shift of the power. All of spring, all of these things are there. That these are that has created this turmoil in the area, oh. and this turmoil is going on. So it is not really all religion. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is politics, politics. It is nationalism. It is uh, economic yeah. interest. It
2: is. It is oil. <laughs> all of <these> <laughs> uh, You mean people actually? fight over oil. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. Well, what I'd like to do now is to shift our attention into what we have, Project Understanding. And for our listeners, please visit the website, www.project, but it's P-R-O hyphen J-E-C-T, then understanding, all one word, dot com. And I think that you will be really edified, like, like I have been. I've learned so much about the commonalities among the world's great religions. But I began... Uh, By saying before the break that talk about a commonality of the Islam, the Christian, the Jews all trace their religion back to the god of abraham but but fill mm-hmm. in a few more blanks because you're an awful lot more educated and will be able to do that than i but uh, and i know you are one of our authors and thank you for that but trace some of the commonalities mm-hmm. among the religions of the world for us because i think it will really help in bringing peace and understanding more to the world
3: it is important to understand that we have uh, many religions in the world, and there are some religions that are family religions. That means they are interconnected very much. So Judaism, Christianity, and Islam uh, is a one type of religion. Uh, religions, And then Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism is the Indian family of religions. And then Shintoism, Davism, Confucianism, Chinese kind of religions. And you will find that uh, each one has its own commonalities. So Islam, Judaism, and Christianity are interrelated. They are a family. And this family comes from Abraham. Abraham has sons, son, uh, Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac uh, is, is connected with Judaism and, and Christianity. Ishmael connected Islam, and uh, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity has many things in common, first of all, as I said, Allah and Allah and Elohim, same divine being, and belief is that the God is a personal God that you don't find that in in judah in hinduism buddhism and and Jainism. In Islam, it is, and Christianity and Judaism, God is a personal God. Islam and Judaism emphasize that there is only one God with many attributes, and um, this he, God hears and sees and God loves and God uh, likes and dislikes. these are the things that we, people talk about. And, uh, but Christianity, of course, goes into a, a different uh, way of understanding of the, the oneness of God. So they explain it into trinity terms, uh, which is not accepted by Judaism and Islam. But there is uh, there is one God. I mean, uh, Nicene Creed says we believe in one, in one God. Christians say that we believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So they say, start with one. And uh, Judaism says, Shema Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Muslims say there is no God but one God. So You see that there is one, and the the emphasis on the monotheism that you will find in these traditions. Then also we have many prophets. Now, biblical prophets, you find that uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, then Jonah and Lot and Zechariah and John the Baptist. And then uh, you have uh, Solomon and David and all these great figures that are mentioned in the Bible, Islam recognizes them as, as great prophets of God, great patriarchs, great prophets of God. And Jesus uh, recognized in Christianity as a divine incarnate person, but uh, in Islam, he is recognized as a great prophet. So Muslims believe in Jesus very much and believe in his miracles, believe in his virgin birth. Uh, Islam emphasizes uh, the worship. And Judaism and Christianity emphasize, and the worship in, in 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 our tradition are more congregational worship. In other traditions, meditational worship. So people gather together. There is a day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there are special days for where when people gather together to pray, and then also community, church, uh, the 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 in the in the. In the in the Jewish tradition, they talk about the the people, and in Islamic tradition, we have ummah. So you have peoplehood, peoplehood, community. This is a community-based tradition that emphasizes that um, the church um, churches, of course, has a, its own government, uh, and that's why people talk about the state and church. But uh, in um, in Islamic understanding, in a Jewish understanding. These are the places of worship, not necessarily government. So government is separate from that. And then Indeed. we have a lot of commonalities when it comes to the ethics. And in all religions, I would say that no religion um, would say that truth is not a good thing. Or sincerity, honesty, fulfillment of promises. Gratitude, modesty, purity, cleanliness, patience, steadfastness, courage, freedom, charity, mercy, kindness, uh, friendliness.
2: Honor, honor your parents and your the Ten
3: yes, Commandments the, uh, are Be good to your neighbors,
2: embraced. peace, justice,
3: forgiveness, humbleness. I mean, I have mentioned this uh, in my articles uh, that common uh, values... That, uh, that, uh, that we have, and each of our religion, if we take these values and try to quote from our scriptures, you'll find that every tradition has a lot of things. And there is and one it, thing that is called the common, the golden rule, which all religions have. And the golden rule is that do not do to others what you do not want others to do to you. Treat people with justice, with fairness. Because you want to be treated with fear, the fairness and justice. So in, in Christian tradition, say love for your neighbor, what you love for yourself. In Islamic tradition, say love for your brother, what you love for yourself. The other person is your brother. Because we are all children of Adam and Eve. God created all people, but created them through a family. And that is, Adam and Eve were created first. And then from there, them came all the people. So we are all one family. So there should not be racism. There should not be superiority of one race over another race. This whole concept of supremacy of one race over another race, one color over another color, that is not our religion. This is not our religious tradition. Religious tradition says that all people are created by God.
2: Well, well I, I, am, I am requesting I our listeners, Dr. Siddiqui, to again go to our website, projectunderstanding.com, only there's a hyphen between P-R-O and J-E-C-T, but go to that and please help us disseminate this information around our country and around the world. Everyone listening mm-hmm. here has Social media friends has people that they can contact. Try to spread this message like Dr. Siddiqui is saying. All of these religions have in common so many things. The golden rule is 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 top on the list, but ethics and morality and respect for your elders and not taking advantage of of the poor donating charity funds and that sort of thing. But I believe, Dr. Siddiqui, in, ex- in exchange student programs, for example, to to expose more people to different ways of life. And I also believe in guest appearances or exchanges of faith leaders among the various religious groups. And I think these are good things. Have you, for example, mm-hmm. ever been requested to give a sermon at a Christian church or Jewish temple or, or a Buddhist temple? Have you ever been invited a minister or rabbi to give a service on your Friday uh, yes. service? I mean, I've been invited
3: many times to various churches and temples and uh, synagogues, and I've been there speaking to people, not necessarily giving sermon, but I have participated in dialogue. And the same thing we do, we invite uh, people of other faiths. On a regular basis, people come and visit us. And we have uh, established good relations, interfaith relations. So our Jewish friends, uh, rabbis, and our Christian priests, and the bishop of orange county visited us several times and has spoken at our mosque so we invite people to speak at the mosque and uh, and i go and speak at churches and temples uh, this is very important this is called dialogue interfaith dialogue interfaith dialogue the purpose of interfaith dialogue is to have better understanding of each other and explore the commonalities and also Try to know what are the differences and what extent they are differences and what are the reasons of those, those, those differences, so we can work together. I mean we don't say that everybody is the same, yes, there are differences, but at the same time, there are a lot of things in common. I always say, understand the differences, respect, uh, respect the, the common, i
2: mean respect the differences,
3: and uh, work with the common things.
2: Indeed, you know, live and let live is is a great yeah. philosophy that that religions have. It brings us back again because not only because I'm a loyal Bruin, but Johnny Wooden was simply right that ignorance builds walls between us, but education and understanding tears those walls down. But talk about the, the, walls, Doctor Siddiqui. The,
3: the Quran says that uh, if God wanted, He would have made everybody follow the same religion. <laughs> he could have done that, <laughs> well, but, he yeah, wants, it, but, but God, God uh, did not force people to accept one religion. So why are you forcing? Why should we force? We of can course. explain.
2: But, but leading us then, talk about walls uh, after 9/11 in our country. I. I Literally was appalled at how both our government and many citizens generally reacted against muslims, and, and there was a reaction there were people that were our government was revoking visas of, of Muslims for a while uh, and I tried to counter that a little bit but but basically well, 9, nine eleven was
3: nine eleven was the most horrible thing that happened i uh, I was uh, there on that day in washington and uh, uh, Immediately, uh, we contacted various Muslim organizations and our interfaith organizations, and we issued a statement uh, condemning it the same day. We condemned that. And then uh, uh, three days later, on the 14th of September, uh, the White House uh, arranged an interfaith uh, prayer service at the Washington Cathedral, and I was invited, and I was with President Bush, and prayed. Uh, and this was uh, shown t- throughout the world. I was one of the three people. I was Christian. Uh, Billy Graham was there. myself was there, and then our Jewish rabbi was there. And we spoke um, about uh, peace for our country and expressing our feeling sympathy for the victims. And condemning that uh, that horrible thing that that was done, so this was done. Uh, uh, I mean, I was among the first people who did who did that. Um, there was, uh, I mean, President Bush tried very much to visit the mosques and, and and other places, and he spoke that Islam is a religion of peace. And then he invited me to the Oval Office a week later. And uh, I uh, met with him, I gave him a copy of the Quran, and uh, I told him that uh, this is, uh, uh, you will read this book and you can see that this book does not uh, accept uh, the the behavior of the people, those who committed that crime, this book is not teaching that. And uh, he said, yes, he will read that. And then after that he went and visited the mosque and he spoke that Islam is a religion of peace but unfortunately things were turned the other way there are groups that exploited that uh, that anger and anger was there we were angry all of us were angry but uh, at the same time some people exploited that and used this against the, against muslims in general as if they the, the 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 sin or the crime of some is the crime of everybody now, these, these individuals, 19 people, they did not represent any government. They did not represent the military. They did not in, uh, represent the religious organizations. They represented... God knows whom they represented. They represented some evil people. And uh, they committed that crime. And uh, most of the Muslims in the world were against it. Actually, Two few years later, there was Dalia Mujahid, uh, when a lady and some other people, they went to 35 Muslim countries, and they asked people, what do you say about 9-11? And she reports that almost 90% of the people said it was wrong, because our religion does not teach that. And she said about, I think 7%, uh, people, they said, uh, uh, they 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 agree with it, but they did not agree with it. She says because of religion. They said it's political. They yes. said because they are doing that to our people, so our people did that. So they justified it on on political reasons, not on religious reasons. Yes, religion does not allow that at all. Uh-huh. So Islam is totally against terrorism and my organization called the islamic the, uh, the the islamic law council of north america i am the chairman of that organization we issued a statement um, which is uh, condemning terrorism and we mentioned three things we said all acts of terrorism are forbidden in islam haram we used the very strong terms all acts of terrorism are haram and um, support of the acts of terrorism uh, are, is also haram. And the third thing, if you see anyone going to commit an act of terrorism, you are supposed to, religiously, if it's required that you uh, report to the authorities about that. Indeed. Uh, this is uh, a statement that we publish, and it is there on the website. So there is really no justification to... Uh, to uh, to generalize and say Islam is um, a threat to America, or Islam is evil, or Islam is at war. Uh, unfortunately, our uh, president Trump said that that uh, Islam is at war with America. No, Islam is not at war in America. Muslims are living here. We are. This is our home. Uh, we 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 are. We pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. So how can be Islam be at war with America?
2: My my heart goes out to Muslims in America. I I said earlier in this show, I've said it numbers of times, I'll say it again, that I really believe that the civil liberties, civil rights issue of our time is how Americans treat Muslims here and around the world. But after 9-11, I I was and remain discouraged, Dr. Siddiqui, by the passage of what I call the so-called Patriot Act, as I see that literally as a direct frontal assault upon our liberties, but that's just me. It must be much worse for Muslims. Uh, Have you had problems going through airports uh, since then or problems in your daily life because of things like the Patriot Act here in our country?
3: It's not just me.
2: Everybody had
3: that. Almost everyone. I mean, I spoke to imams. I spoke to the religious leaders, heads of the various organizations. Almost everybody had had, had trouble. I mean, uh, for for few times I had also. I was uh, had I was stopped for second screening, asked few questions. Uh, fortunately, uh, I was not detained for too long. But uh, other people had uh, worse experiences. Everybody had some experience, and people still have it. Some people have it but, uh, so this is uh, uh and then of course, they say this is uh a random, there is nothing you know nothing to do with your religion, nothing to do with your race or anything like that. but it happens unfortunately so, and then after that you have uh the Muslim ban yes, which is, yes. Which is another uh, kind of a discrimination. And the uh, Acts, uh, what is called the uh, Anti-Sharia Act, uh, which is almost 30 states, try to have a legislation against Sharia. So These are all uh, manifestations of misunderstanding, what we call it, Islamophobia, yes. the irrational fear of Islam.
2: You know, it used to be we've always had people that trade upon fear. Uh, we we're afraid of the Irish. You know, we're afraid of the Japanese. we you know that sort of thing. And and we have to, as people of the world, a people of goodwill have to stand up together to keep these sorts of things from happening, these overreactions, these, these us against them. I have a very good friend, Dr. Siddiqui, and you know him too, that I consider, he's, he's a Muslim, I consider him to be a brother or a brother type, and he told me one time that he was thinking during the, this period after the Patriot Act was passed, thinking of changing his name because it just brought so such automatic problems to him. I told him, if you do that, I'll never speak to you again. But it's up to us to keep these things from happening. We all, in effect, stand by the golden rule. And, and I, I think this Patriot Act and its, and its progeny should be repealed as being un-American. And I'll, I'll say that right now to Dr. Siddiqui, this man of peace. I'll say that to anyone else that will listen, because this is simply not what we stand for. And on behalf of the rest of us in our country, Dr. Siddiqui, American that you are, I apologize to you and other Muslims for, for treatment of this kind. It's simply flat out wrong.
3: A lot of good friends, a lot of good neighbors. Uh, even after 9-11, many people came with flowers to our mosque, uh, and we received... Uh, Calls from churches and and ministers. They say, anything you have, give us a call. We'll come, stand, holding hands. and uh, we, so There are a lot of good people. But there are some who poison the atmosphere. There are some who poison the atmosphere. And that's why here and there you see that people commit acts of vandalism, uh, physical attacks, uh, shooting and murders. Uh, sometimes threatening letters that come to the of mosque course. and bullying and discrimination. Yes. These are uh, the horrible things, and they should not be here. We should all stand up against that, because uh, our country is uh, is a great country. It's great country not because of its military, is not because of its money. It's because of the human values. Because we bring. We bring people together, we bring people
2: together of diverse races
3: this is uh, this is the hope for the world
2: indeed, so in fact let 's not forget that there was those random killings of Muslims. this happens it's just it's fear it's 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 radicalism it's it, it's insanity from my standpoint let 's band together let 's stand together, just like dr siddiqui and and others so so I just I apologize to you in that way. I very much appreciate, and I've been taking lots of notes when you've been talking with us during this hour, Dr. Siddiqui, on all rise, because once we do understand the commonalities of the world's religions, and I hadn't really thought of family of religions so much before. Yes, Hindu Buddhism in in India has its roots, and those in China, and those in in other parts of the world with the God of Abraham, Islam, Christian, and Jew, we all have so much Together We have the commonalities. Good people will stand up and support each other, just like Dr. Musmel Siddiqui is doing here in our country. So I thank you for being with us. I thank you for sharing these words of wisdom. Uh, any final words? Uh, I'll give you another minute or so, and then we're going to have to sign off, Dr. Siddiqui. But but please accept our thanks and uh, give you a last thought.
3: Well, i um... Plead with everyone to let us have better understanding, let us live as good neighbors, understand each other. Uh, Peace is uh, is, that brings civilization, that brings the culture. Uh, People progress. The progress comes when people live together trusting each other. We hope that we'll do that. Uh, This is my message to the Muslim community. This is my message to everybody.
2: It's to the message, the mankind community. Thank you, Dr. Siddiqui. Really appreciate your sharing this with us. Thank you for what you do. And to our listeners, again... Go to projectunderstanding.com. Just put a hyphen between pro and ject and and do that. And I think you will, again, feel how much we all have in common. Let's focus on those commonalities so that we can all rise together. So there you have it. We've gotten through a lot of interesting, fascinating educational information on this segment. Uh, Please join us again next week when All Rise will have yet another interesting guest. It's hard to beat Dr. Siddiqui as far as being an interesting and educational guest he just has all the credentials and he has shared them with us so again i thank you for that and in the meantime listen to us some more you can go to the voice america channel or or the variety channel on VoiceAmerica.com and call up any of these past episodes on demand and listen to us again next friday when we will all rise together in the meantime again with my thanks this is judge jim gray saying thank you and life is good